Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin begin this journey. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ليوم عظيم يوم يقوم الناس لرب العالمين. So my dear brothers and sisters, <coughs> inshallah, I'm going to do today the tafsir of Surah Al-Mutaffifin and the next surah, Surah Al-Shiqaq, both inshallah. And before starting the tafsir, I will just summarize the main message of Surah Al-Mutaffifin. Also I will do inshallah uh, in the Surah Al-Shiqaq, what the main message is. You know, there are a few lines, if you can just copy them, you know, on this page and the next page, it will be helpful, inshallah, uh, for, you know, for, for the main message. <coughs> so the main message of uh, this surah, actually the surah that we have been covering from the very beginning is, uh, the main message is that this world is not the real world. This world is only for the actions. And the result will be in the life after death. It is so clear. It could be that people here suffer, they obey their Lord and uh, they worship Him properly, but they never get any uh, fruit here. They never get any, anything, any enjoyment here. It could be possible. There have been many messengers and prophets. They got in, came in this world. They have been the best people of, people of their time, but they never enjoy their life here. They never have the, you know, good, uh, maybe good houses, as we think. They never have, you know, foods, as we think. You know, they never enjoy life but they are successful people. So the measurement of the success to Allah is not that, you know, how you enjoy. The measurement of the success is how you obey your Lord. How you obey Him. Obedience to Allah that is the measure of success. Once people do this, the, the, the message of the surah is, then the real enjoyment will come. Then in the paradise, people will have, you know, plenty of things to eat, and drink, enjoy, happiness, you know, talking, and all those things that you can think really, no worry, no grief, nothing. So real enjoyment will come in the, in the hereafter. In this world, people should concentrate on their obedience to their Lord. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, He's their Lord, you know, He's their Rabb, He, you know, He gives them, you know, He provides them space, food, and every single thing. People still have some, some enjoyment, but that's not the real purpose. 
real purpose is that you obey your Lord and the success will come. That is the main thing in this, in all these surahs. And then the Quran has making its own argument. Why is it necessary? There must be day of judgment. <coughs> so sometimes the arguments come from the nature of the human being. Sometimes comes from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here is one of the arguments Quran is using from the nature, how the people's nature is. And you can see the people's way is, they want justice. Even the people who do the robbery, they don't want anybody else to do robbery in their houses. So you can see really they don't like robbery. They do for any reason, for any reason <coughs> but they don't like it to happen to them. High robbery would be something acceptable. They should be happy for themselves. The people who kill someone, they don't want to be killed by someone. So had killings people have been something you know, acceptable, they should allow for themselves. So whenever you see the people do any, anything wrong to someone else and then they don't want it, it to happen to them, that is proof that this is not what people want. People want something else, it just, justice in their nature. So people are born like that. You know, when people, like the Quran is making the example, main thing is Quran, Quran concentrated on Tathfeef. Tathfeef basically means that uh, when you uh, take the measurement for yourself, then you, you know, in, then you do fully, full measurement. When you give to somebody else, then you make short measurement for other people. So the, when people take measurement for themselves, they make... Full. And when they give to other people, they make short. So when they make short, you know, they are very happy because they're cheating, they think they get more, more thick. But that is not their nature. The proof of that is when they take for themselves, they are not happy with that. Then they take more. Then they take full. So this basically is proof that the nature of the people is justice. The nature of the people actually is that they want to have proper reward. That the nature of the people is. So Tathfif actually, one of the arguments of the Quran is a Quran forbids our tatsif anyway, but Quranic argument is that this also makes very clear that people's nature is that there must be justice. There should be justice. And if people don't do justice here, so where, where will happen? In the hereafter, you know, for proper justice. So I am going to explain inshallah that later on, but first actually come to tatfif. So tatfif is something Quran has, Quran has forbidden here and actually in many, many surahs. And there have been punishment for certain people because they were not proper people in measurement. When they measured for, for themselves, they used to take full measurement. When they, they did measure for other people, when they gave other people the measurement, they, they made it short. So that have been people like that and in every community there are people like that. This measurement, measurement problem is not only you know, measuring and, and, and in the weight, it actually in every single thing. For example, when you are employed for work, so what happening is, you are getting your salary, your payment on certain works. You know, you do in, in work in, in a, in a, uh, for a month and you get this payment. When it comes for the payment, then you want to take full payment. If your boss, your employer, they give you less, you are never happy. But when you deliver your work, work, then you don't do the same. Everybody, when the people deliver their work, you can see sometimes there are problems, sometimes they don't do the work pro properly, then they don't complain. So peop when people have to measure, give in the measurement, they make it shorter. When they want to take from the people, they make, want to make full. This is, this is a something really, you know, in, in society, everywhere, in the houses, everywhere, the same thing between husband and wife. Each one complained the other. 
But if you look properly, you can see that when they give in the measurement, they make it shorter. When they take, they want to fool. So wives will expect their husband to do all the rights and actually more than the more the duties properly. And the husbands will expect the wives to do things properly, more than the properly, more than what actually obligated upon them. Similarly, the children's expectation from the parent and the parents' expectation for their children all the time actually more than what is needed. But when they have to give back, they never think about that. So everywhere in the society, this is one of the problems for, for the people. What we people have been doing is, and everybody knows that what democracy has taught the people, that for your rights, you have to make demand. If you don't make demand, you can't get rights. You have to protest. You have to make marches. You have to you know, force people that they listen to your demands and then accept it. But you know, they don't actually make any effort for the same people have really the, the deliver you know, what is due upon them, what is their duty, have they done properly, have they performed their duty properly, there's nothing like that. People demand for, for the rights, but people never make effort to pay their duties properly, what is obligatory upon them. Why the Quranic way all the time is that you fulfill your duty properly, what is obligatory upon you, <coughs> fulfill that, and what is actually your rights, ask them, ask Allah to give to, to you. For your rights, you have to come to Allah, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For your duties, do them properly. Now everybody has changed it. People, when they want to take their rights, they want to take in the full. When they have to do, perform their duties, then they want to, to make something shorter. Now we Muslims are living in this country, in the West. In any country where you are, I am going to the example of this country. We are living here. Just think really in... in you know, is there any way that, Mus that we Muslims can make a contribution to this society? And can, can, can we help this society? Is there any way? There are many, many ways. And one important way here actually is <coughs> if Muslims can help in this society that people become just and nobody cheats. If Muslims stop, stop cheating, if we don't cheat the system, we don't cheat anybody, we don't lie, we don't deceive, <coughs> we don't do dishonesty. Tell me how much money will be saved of this country. How many millions of pounds will be saved? And those millions of pounds which are saved, how easily they can be spent for the people who are needy and poor. If Muslims, instead of marching and protesting, and when you protest and march, people, people hate you more. If instead of that, you make a contribution to society, you really show that you love this country, and you want to save the money of these people. You don't want to cheat and teach people that you don't, don't want to cheat anybody. <coughs> you want to justice. How helpful will you be for the society? Once your contribution is known to the people, they will love you. Then what you have been demanding and protesting, people will give you more than that. If we Muslims make our duties properly, we teach people that we don't want to cheat anybody, and, and we help really the society to grow on the justice. Nobody is going to stop it. Everybody will help you. They love us, and then we can get, you know, in, uh, I, I, uh, you know uh, I, uh, to be paid back, we can get more than we can expect when we make protests and the marches. You know, this, this is something, and I'll tell you a story, and we are living actually, in the, and now it is Christmas time, you know, we are living in a country which actually, you know, seems to be the majority Christian people. I'll tell you a story from India. That you know, and from people who can where can expect any 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 something anything good, in India there are you know there are you know many you know people when they beg and when the people steal, you know everything has become a profession in India. 
So one thing, one profession in India is the, there are certain people, they cut your pocket. You're traveling on the buses, on the, anywhere, and they, somehow they will come and they cut your pocket and take your money, you don't realize. It happened with me as well. You know, once uh, I was in Bombay and I, you know, holding in my purse very nicely. Like, I know that how it happened in Bombay. And, you know, in the crowd like that, actually, I, all the money, everything was there. And they cut it and everything gone and I'm just holding like that. And I didn't realize. So in, they're, they're very expert people in this matter, you know. And also once I had to buy a ticket for, you know, for a train and I was there and then the money has gone. Before I could buy the ticket, money has gone. So there are people, you know, ex expert in this matter. When these people, they become old, so what they do, they train the young children. So now this person becomes boss. Our children work for, for, for him. They go and cut the pocket and get the money and bring to the boss. And then he gives them something at the end of the day. So they, they, have, they employ the, uh, the children and they do this. So in Delhi, you know, uh, in the beginning of the last century, maybe even before that, so there was one of this boss, big man. And he had many boys. So one of the boys, he went to cut the pocket and he saw you know, an English man, you know, from, 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 from this country, and rich man. So he cut his pocket and he got 200 rupees that time, 200 rupees, big money at that time. He became very happy. Then something come, came to his mind and returned the money. Again, he came to that person and gave him the money back. That, you know, I cut your pocket, you know, this money, but I'm about to give you back. And then he came in the evening to his boss. Uh, and just see, all the day he had only five, six rupees. The boss became very angry that, you know, what happened to you? All the day I have been working, working, and just five, five rupees? So he said, no, no, I had got actually a big money today, but uh, something came to my mind and I returned back. So the boss happened to ask him what happened. So he said, you know, the, I got a, a white person and he was very rich and I cut his pocket and I got 200 rupees. While I coming back, it came to my mind that in the day of judgment, his prophet, means Isa Islam, will ask my prophet, you see, your follower, he cut the pocket of my follower, how bad your follower has been. So it came to my mind, so I returned the money back, that you know, I don't want my prophet to be insulted on the day of judgment. So I returned the money back. So then the boss, you know, he's a Muslim as well, that the boss said, you have very nice ideas, very good thought. Let you know, today I'm going to pay you more than I pay you every day. And he gave him more money that day. Just think really that, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, this is an ideal story, but understand really is, we are living in a Christian country, do we really even think like this boy? That boy which has grown up, you know, as a as pocket cutter, you know, just for money. But he think really that, you know, if he takes money from a Christian, then on the day of judgment, his prophet can, can make a claim against my prophet. Where it happened or not, but the truth of the matter is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God, he is the Lord of everybody. He will make claim on the behalf of every single person. If when we do any injustice, any cheating, any lying, it is not going to be left like that. One day time will come when Allah is going to ask people, every single person. So my main emphasis actually here is that we Muslims, we are doing the things in wrong way. If you want to respect, the way is not that you demand respect. If you want justice, the way is not that you demand justice. <coughs> If people hurt you, the way is not that you go and protest and march. This is not the way. The way is make your contribution in the society. People see that you love this country, you love the people, and because of your contribution, you know, the society can save so much money. The society can, be, uh, can get rid of the corruption. If once they feel that, respect will come.
people will love you and i know right course, like in lucknow in a certain place in india somehow it is in the mind of the people that the sikh business people sikh sikh people of the business they don't cheat so many muslims they buy their clothes and everything from the shops of the sikh people they are not muslims you know they are not believers and they don't like to go to the shops of muslims and then that you harm yourself if you cheat if you don't you know, behave properly you are going to lose so this is really one of the important message of this surah is that muslims actually must understand you know because other people we have been telling that they don't have you know right scripture you know their their book have been they, you know have been corrupted but we have got the right scripture we have got the quran we have got a book which is never change it teaches us actually you know justice and you know everything properly so why is it that we come don't come this, this way why do we don't make effort to make a contribution in this country why don't you want to show that to this people of this country that we love the country more than them why don't we make it very clear that you people could cheat in this country but we don't do this don't you see that we love this country more than more than you 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 claim that you you are original uh, uh, you know inhabitant of the country but you cheat we people crave like <coughs> from far away but we don't cheat why don't we cannot make contribution if you do this then the people of this country will sacrifice their lives for your, your if somebody hurts you they will be the people protest for you if anybody if people want you to leave this country they will say no they must stay here their presence in this country is good for our for, for us they are here for our interest if they live in this country we are safe if i live in uh, uh, as, as a neighbor of a muslim my, me and my family are safe the owners of my sisters and my daughters they are protected and if we don't have enough money to eat uh, they will provide us that what should be there if we do this does anybody stop us from this do you need a khilafa for that you know to have a justice properly to make your contribution in this country do you need a khilafa do you need a muslim state do you need islamic law and actually 80% more 90% more than that the laws of this country are same as islamic law when you demand it we should have islamic state you should know really how much you have applied implemented those laws of this country which are same as islamic law do we do this when we cheat does the quran allow us when we lie does the quran uh, you know allow us think properly why we don't make effort to make contribution our contribution in this country wherever we live why we don't make, make effort that when we live anywhere that people around us they feel safe from us they love us they think really that muslims never can cheat anybody can cheat but muslims never can cheat why people don't believe that you know anybody can lie but muslim never can lie why don't people feel that anybody can have corruption but muslims never are corrupt even sometimes if you have any one or two ministers in, in, in this country even one or even that you know one person they are you know accused of being corrupt just think really what people will think you know you cannot force people to accept your religion if your characters are not good if you cannot make really if people people don't really feel that there is difference between them and you you say we have got the quran and your scripture is corrupt but in the real life there is no difference between us and them even if you have got a book which is actually safe and sound which has got no corruption but the, when we don't follow that in the real life we and them are same look now the story of yusuf al islam so yusuf al islam comes to egypt no he has no relative there nobody is there to defend him and he has been wronged 
he has been accused and then he has been put in the prison but you know his character you know makes people to think about him and then after that he makes a contribution in the egyptian life even the you know king and ministers around they are, they are so convinced that they think really it is only yusuf who can save the country from this crisis the country is in a crisis and everybody believes nobody in the country all the people who have been living in egypt for centuries and centuries for many many generations none of them can save the country from the crisis except is this new man who has been bought as slave in egypt and put in the prison this is the only person who can save the country from the crisis are they going to sack yusuf are they going to get, get rid of yusuf no because yusuf for them is so precious now they are going to give everything to yusuf if yusuf can save them from the crisis and he saves them and he got respect and they then they welcome all his family to come there and settle with dignity and honor now we people opposite of yusuf al-islam we people really don't want us here people really hate us if people hate us how they can accept our religion just think properly people never can see that in, in any way we are better than them so keep this thing in mind that the purpose of this story no doubt is that to make very clear that in islam that what people believe whatever they utter and whatever they do there must be coherence in, in all those there must be must be same it is not that you say something and you do something else it is not islam if you believe really in the day of judgment then the fear of the day of judgment should stop you from any injustice if you really fear if you know what day of judgment that why the quran after you know after after importance of tatfif that people should not do tatfif quran mentions actually this important point don't people think that one day they will stand accountable in front of their lord the one who created them and then the people have no 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 way to 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 defend themselves in front of their lord and this really is a very important point to understand really that you know to stand in front of your lord when you never can cheat cheating is gone in this in this world you are allowed to lie in that world the power of lying will be taken away from you in this world you can deceive the people but in that world the power of cheating and deceiving will be taken away from you people will stand in the front of their lord and they have to say exactly what they have done their tongue their hands their arms their body actually the quran says yawma nakhtimu ala afwahihim the day when we will put a seal on their mouth mouth cannot speak every single thing thing will be speaking that day will come but the thing really is one one will wondering if the quran is very clear about the day of judgment if you muslims believe that the day of judgment and the punishment is there to why is still muslim don't fear why is it that muslims still lie they cheat you know they they do all this in 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 wrong measurements why still muslims do this thing and actually this question is not only for muslim it really in on a bigger scale because actually if you look in the world there are actually people at least maybe more than 90% of of the world population somehow they believe in a justice after death all the people jews christians hindus sikhs in jains in india you know muslims everybody believe they are about certain in way of justice after the death hindus believe that when you die that you know you are going to reborn according to their action in the previous birth you are going to be reborn they believe in the reincarnation that's what hindus believe jews also believe 
they are far off if people don't follow the command of god they commit sins there will be punishment the far off christians also have got the belief in the in, in the hell though now they don't talk about that but christian scripture is very very clear and that they start talking about that is in the beginning of the last century because in the privy council here you know they start people t- talking from about about far off otherwise it also is a scripture and islam is very clear anyway in all those things but why is it that all this 90% of people they believe in the justice after the death but still they don't behave properly do actually in this world if there is a punishment even actually lighter punishment for something that punishment can stop people from committing a sin from doing a mistake in this country for example like you know in in this country where you are driving the car you know they have got certain rules that you know get points and you know get uh, uh, fines and things like that so these things they stop you from many mistakes when the cameras come you stop properly <coughs> you don't want to be in the camera because you have to pay fine to so similarly when the red light is there you stop you know you you follow the law because you fear that if you don't follow then there will be certain punishment to those punishment they stop you from from breaking the laws for example in saudi arabia people used to say but i, I don't know how it happened now people used to say that you know the there people don't steal there because if you steal in saudi arabia and you are caught then your hand is cut and that is for life in everybody we can see that you are a thief you have been a thief so this will remain all the, uh, over life that's why in the past on the time of the prayer when adhan is said in saudi arabia people didn't lock their shops you know they half open and they used to go for the prayer come back and nobody stealing because if you steal you basically your head is going to cut nobody so just think really if the punishments in this world in in this country and also in many countries of the world in saudi arabia they can stop people from stealing from cheating when actually the fire of hell is a million or billion times worse than all this punishment why the fire of hell does not stop people from committing sin just think why is it happening if the fire of hell is there day of justice is there day of judgment is there why we don't care about that people are so much scared of the cameras in this you know in this country because if they are in the cameras it is a proof against them but when there are two angels sitting around us all the time they recording every single thing do, we do why don't we have any fear of them why, why is it like that just think really what, what happening is the problem actually is that you know the belief in the hereafter we don't believe in the hereafter as we should believe every all these nations they have mixed something else to with that belief they have corrupted the belief in such a way it actually became ineffective the belief in the hereafter has become ineffective because people have much so much mixing people added so much things with that belief that in reality it has become ineffective it has no effect jews what they have been believing is they are chosen people to fire a fair is for someone else not for them once you believe this then yeah do whatever like you can cheat whatever it is for other people not for us we are chosen people christian people they believe in atonement they believe that whatever they do you know jesus christ he has been uh, put on uh, on the cross and he is responsible for everybody's sin so once you believe in him jesus christ then all your sins are forgiven so you are not going to far afell so you can see if people believe something like that then basically in effect whether you you know warn them against far afell whatever it's not going to work if jews believe that and in in the hereafter you know they are safe they will go to paradise because they are descendants of ibrahim alayhi salam they are chosen people then for them far afell doesn't mean anything 
for Christians, for a field that does not mean anything. Because Christian people think that Jesus Christ is enough for them. And same for Muslims. Muslims actually have got, you know, same, and, you know I don't want to explain all Hindus and things, but it's just, it's just, you know, I want to explain and same problem Muslims have got. Muslims had Iman in Islam, which really used to make them to fear Allah Taala. Even somebody like Abu Qasaddiq, about whom the Prophet has said so many times he is in paradise. And so much virtues for him. And even people at that time when he was there, people used to believe that among all the people he is the best. Abdullah Umar says that we people used to say Abu Bakr, then Umar, then Uthman. We always used to say that. But that person, what he said, I wish I would have not been born. The day of judgment was so frightening for him, he, he wished if he had not been born. That person has so much fear. Iman Islam made him such a, so, such a fear. Uthman about whom the Prophet said so many times in paradise, whenever he used to pass by any grave, he used to cry so much that his beard used to come wet, uh, with the tears. People ask him why, he said, because the you know, grave is the first stage of the, uh, of, of the hereafter. So it frightens, it frightens me. I'm scared of that. What we, what we Muslims do, we forgot Iman Islam, we got Aqeedah. And what, when we got Aqeedah, what Aqeedah actually did, that we are safe. Once you are born in a Muslim family, paradise is for us anyway. If you are born in a Muslim family, you are salvated. Tell me, you are being born in a Muslim family, is it your contribution? Did you make any effort to be born in a Muslim family? Is Allah is going to give you paradise because, because, because his contribution, because your contribution? Quran says, The mankind will get what they have made effort. If this is the thing, then the whole Quran is useless for you. That's what we have been believing. There is no single guarantee in the Quran that if you are born in a Muslim family, you can get paradise without Iman Islam. There is nothing like that. You are being born in a Muslim family does not guarantee anything. You need Iman and you need Islam. You need to make effort. And even when you get Iman Islam, still you must be scared that maybe if Allah makes proper judgment, I am not saved. Still you have must full fear. That's not there. And since actually this Aqeedah belief, Aqeedah per things became more and more popular among Muslims, you can see the importance of paradise and far affair became less and less. Because it doesn't matter. Once we believe that we are saved anyway. And not only that, that Aqeedah actually then became Aqeedah, sectarian Aqeedah. First it was Muslim Aqeedah, that we Muslims are said not because sectarian. That I am Salafi, so I must be saved anyway. Because the, Quran, the Prophet has said there are 73 sects, all of the fire except one. And I belong to the one which is salvated, so I am in paradise anyway. The one day people believe that no, I am, we are from that, that sect. But anyway people say no, we are from that sect. Gone. It is finished. We, where Allah has promised something like that. Just think properly. Did the Prophet have said that you know, if you belong to certain sect, you are in paradise? People actually ask him that among all these 73 sects, which one is paradise? Which were saved? What he said? Did he say Deobandis? Did he say Barelvis? Did he say Salafis? No, he didn't say anything like that. What he said? Ma ana alayhe wa ashabi. Those people are salvated who are on the same thing on which I am and my companions. He and his companions were Deobandis? Were the Barelvis? Were the Salafis? No. They had Iman and Islam. They had Iman and Islam, but they had such fear of Allah So this actually is thing. Since actually, you know, a belief of the people have become corrupted, 
that basically whether you believe in the fire of hell or not, it in effect it does not mean anything for any community. For Jews it has no meaning, for Christians it has no meaning, and for Muslims also it for in long time it does not have much meaning. Very few there are there, no doubt there are some people who have something for that, but most people, you know, they they don't don't believe in this thing. So this is you know these two things are important in this surah. Quran is going to say that people are accountable, accountable in the death judgment and there must be full justice. And people are born on the sense of the full justice. And the proof is that when they measure for themselves, they take full, full measurement. And when they give in the measurement, they make it short. So when they take full, that is proof that nobody wants to be wrong in this world. People want justice. But the problem is because people don't believe in the day of judgment, that why they do wrong things. The Quran is reminding the people about the day of judgment. If you take out the day of judgment, then basically this life, you know, it does not have a, 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 any accountability or a, a, any justice. So this is important. Another thing actually which connected to that is that Islamic way is not that Islam comes and creates you know, a feeling in your heart of, of God. That you sit there and you think and you are elevated, this is not the way of Islam. There's nothing like that. You know, like, you know, sometime, you know, like, you know, uh, you know Tawfiq was asking that about meditation, that people do, you know, meditation. You know, there's no harm that you have some time when you think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the day of judgment, about paradise, about the far off. It can make you, you know, to, to, to realize, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, that you need to do more. But, you know, there have been people who are thinking really is that, you know, religion is just a personal matter. You sit in the mosque, you sit in a cave, you sit somewhere else in a mountain, and you think and you are elevated spiritually, and that's what religion is. This is not the religion of Islam. God never revealed any religion like that. Religion basically is obedience to your Lord. You worship Him. When you are with your family, whether you do any meditation or don't do, if you follow commands of God properly in looking after your family, you are with him. People can see you are with your wife, but he knows you are with him. Because when you are with wife, you think about him. When you do a business, you open a shop, and you take care of halal and haram, what is lawful, what is not lawful. You don't cheat the people. You don't lie. You do things properly. Do you, uh, though you are doing a business, but in the eye of Allah, you are doing meditation. You are thinking about him. Allah wants people to be with the people, to be in the shop, to be with their wives, with their children, smiling them, laughing them, mixing with them. But at the same time, when they obey him, they are with him. That's what Islam wants to do. The Islamic way basically is not that something like that. Why in Islam it's very, very important that whatever Muslim do, it should be Muslim. You know, if you write down this and what I have written, this will explain to you. Because you can see really, when the corruption comes to the religion, that's what happens. That people believe, go and do robbery. And then what they do? Since you are a Christian as well, to spend some money for the poor people. So you rob the people in the night, and in the day, you knock their door, you know, you are poor, you don't have anything to eat, take something, like, you know, and then I feel happy that, you know, I, I, I help people, I'm kind to the people. And that's what many Muslims are now doing. We people take haram money, we cheat, we lie, and then we go for Hajj. Then we go for Umrah, then we spend money for Syria, for the relief in Syria, then we give some money to people of Palestine, we give some money to people of India and Bangladesh, and we open madrasas. So when we earn money, 
we earn money like any secular people, any people who don't believe in the hereafter. Then after that we start thinking, oh we have got money and we are Muslim as well, so we should help Muslim brothers. Is it God going to accept something like that? Do you think he needs your money? He hates your money. And the proof of that is that when Qarun, he did not follow Musa Alisa's advice. So, you know, like in this world, the, the worldly people, if they conquer a country, they destroy the people, but not the wealth. The wealth, they want to keep for themselves. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became angry with Qarun, what he did? He sunk Qarun with all his treasures. He does not need his treasures. If Qarun did not want to spend money properly, does not earn money properly, Allah has no need for Qarun's money. Qarun's money has been sunk. Understand this properly if your source of income are not proper. Allah does not need your charity. Think properly. In Islam, there is nothing to two lies. That you earn money, then you spend as a Muslim. It is not like Christianity. That you, you rob the people and then as a kind Christian, you go and help the people. You actually very often they help the victims of their own actions. You know, if you look at the history, that how much robbery has been done in Africa and many parts of the world, and then after that, they make a scholarship and this thing and that fund, you know, for the students of that country, this country, you know, it is, it is, it is a joke. It is not the way of Allah Taala. You must, even if you spend one P, earn properly, spend properly, then you obey Allah Taala. This must be done. To keep in mind, the Islamic way is earn money properly, spend money properly. Basic thing is that in every aspect of your life, you must be Muslim. It is not that you earn a Muslim money as you like, then you spend as a Muslim. That is not a Muslim. It is no halfway. You earn as a Muslim, then you spend money as a Muslim. You take money as a Muslim, then you give money as a Muslim. You marry, you get married as an Islamic way, then you live with your wife as a Muslim. It is not that you know when at the time of the marriage, you know, you want to do properly wali and this and that and two witness and you know a Maulana and Alim, he comes and you know does it properly, and now you're happy that you have got an Islamic marriage. And then after that, you do whatever you like. This is not Islamic. You must marry as a Muslim and you must live with your wife and husband as a Muslim. People get the children, a child is born, big celebration and feast and aqiqah and this and that, we are Muslims. And then after that, when you educate, train, you educate your children, do you think about Islam? No, you don't think. Allah is not going to accept that. This division in your life is not acceptable to him. This actually must be. Islam never, never can accept something like that. That you know, in a part of your life, your behavior becomes like other people, and part of life, then you come to your consciousness and you become Muslim. There's nothing like that. And that's why Quran says, those believers who spend money before the conquest of Makkah, nobody can get them. Because those people, tough life, you know, very, really very difficult. They earn little money. But, you know, even the Hadith of the person, if they spent a little bit, mud, one mud, their reward is more than the mountain of Uhud. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com.
www.ghanimbaraka.org and show your support, please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like you.